0: Of Welcome home with the Katinas. Uh, I am uh, thankful for all of our listeners. I had a chance to sit down uh, yesterday, actually, with um, one of our, our biggest supporters, Mr. Eric Whirl. Um, we actually were at the memorial service for my Uncle Charlie and uh, just celebrating his life, but I got to sit down with him afterwards and just discuss the podcast and He gave me a few uh uh what's the word uh critiques i guess but um i really appreciated the conversation that i got to have with him and uh hopefully in the future i get to talk to more of you guys and just hear uh your feedback on the podcast and um maybe things you'd like to hear or Things you don't want to hear as much. He he brought up the whole alien conversation. I told him that uh, it's just happening organically. I'm not trying to force it. But um, yeah, so thank you, Mr. Eric, for just taking the time to talk with me. I really enjoyed it. Uh, On today's episode, we have a special guest, someone who I've been waiting to get on the podcast for a while now, um, and it finally worked out that he was in town um, and so I'd like to welcome our guest today, my cousin, Dylan Katina. D, thank you for being here today.
1: Dude, I'm super excited to be here. Right. I'm, go ahead. Uh,
0: I, I, uh, I'm, I'm excited because I know that you listen to podcasts, and we've been talking about this for, for a while now, so I'm
1: excited to just sit down and chop it up with you, bro. Yeah, man, I'm super excited. Listen to it every Thursday morning on my drive into work. Something to pick me up in the, in the week.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. Every once in a while, Dylan will text me and say, Great pod, Josh. And that's, <laughs> that's what I do it for. But Dylan, um, I just want to give you a chance for our listeners um, out there who don't know who you are, just a brief introduction of yourself.
1: Yeah. Uh, my name is Dylan Katina. I'm James Katina's second son, the bass player. Uh, I recently graduated from Lee University in May with a degree in pre-med biology um i just started working you know after graduating so you know just been on my grind and trying to make some money try to be an adult (laughs) um but yeah that's kind of what i've been up to for now
0: thanks I, I just had um if you've been listening to the podcast i just had uh dylan's stepmom chrissy in for last week's episode or Uh, a couple weeks ago whenever this one comes out but uh dylan is the one that she said that had the the saggy diaper (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) way back in the
1: day running around with no pants on and just a diaper (laughs) well d uh
0: again thank you for for coming in i uh we're doing a morning recording session this is definitely the earliest i've ever recorded a podcast yeah i normally do it at night for it just works out but it's fun waking up and uh just getting going, Be productive man. baby. I actually, so I told Dylan this, but um, my wife and I were throwing a, a Halloween <clears throat> party. Um, it's really more my wife's throwing a Halloween party, but <laughs> I, uh, she, I had to wake up early this morning. Saturday is normally my days I sleep in, but I had to wake up early anyways because I had to get dry ice for this party, and I guess it sells quick this time <laughs> yeah. of year, and so. Uh, I had to show up to the Publix early to get the dry ice, so I was up anyways. But
1: what do you use that for? Is it like for a fog machine, or is it for like the cauldron?
0: Yeah, where she's doing like a like a punch drink uh. kind of thing, and I guess I, I don't know. She's going to figure <laughs> it out, but there's going to be dry ice underneath it. It's going to be real spooky looking. Ooh. She's going hard for this. Thing, I so know, man. It, this is Dylan's first time at the uh, at my house, and it's funny cause like all of the doors in my house besides the guest bathroom door have caution tape all over them because Alexis doesn't want people going into like our rooms or whatever. <laughs> but, and there's like spider webs and bats all over the walls. I had to tell him that's not what my house normally looks like. <laughs> it's just for tonight. But, um, yeah, dude, I'm excited, uh, for tonight, but I'm especially excited for this next hour so that we get to talk. And so, um, I've talked enough, so I'll let you get to talking. I, um, you know how the podcast goes. Yeah. I have three questions for my guests. What are
1: my three questions, Josh? Well, we're about <laughs> to find
0: out. I won't even explain it to you. I'll just get right into question number one, and this is something that I'd like to. I've I've always been curious about, um, because growing up, probably starting in high school, I started hearing about this thing um, called Bonnaroo. Oh, and um, I know that you, along with your girlfriend Grace, are big fans of Bonnaroo. You guys oh, yeah. actually met there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me
1: and Grace actually met at Bonnaroo. Well,
0: so my question is: one, I want you to just kind of explain what Bonnaroo is um, for people who may not know what it is, and then uh, your question is: why do you feel like people are so drawn to? Uh, a thing like bonnaroo because people i know who like they they go to bonnaroo they love bonnaroo Mm. like it's a it's one of the biggest things they do all year so yeah just explain what bonnaroo is and tell me what draws you to it
1: okay yeah so bonnaroo is it's a music festival out in manchester tennessee um you go in you camp there so you're you're there for the, the festival's for four days, but you get there a day early and you leave a day late. So you're pretty much there all week camping, um, which is one of the reasons I really like it. But it's just this music festival. There's no particular genre. They include all sorts of arg- artists from like, you know, alternative rock, hip hop, EDM, um, you know, folk music, pop music, you know, jam bands. Everything that you could think of might be there. And that's why I really like to go because I, I discover a lot of new music there, like, you know, new bands, new artists. Um, and it's really a drawing point, I think, for a lot of people. So you get a, a wide variety of people who go there. You know, they might be going for some specific genre, but you just kind of float around and bump into people. And it's it's a really cool experience. Um, sorry, what was the actual question? So,
0: like... Uh, you kind of hit on it off? already, yeah. What's the what is it about Bonnaroo that makes people fall in love with it so much?
1: I would say it's just a huge break from reality because mm. you're just out in well, part of it's in just like an open field and you're just camping. Um, my phone doesn't work there. I don't I don't get good reception if you have uh, T-Mobile or Sprint or whatever. Uh, you won't get any reception. If you have at I think you're straight. but <laughs> <laughs> um, So for me, I'm just completely disconnected from everything else. And, you know, you're camping there, you're sleeping there, you're eating there. Um, and you're just kind of floating around with all these, these weird people and just experiencing, you know, music and just fun. And there's all sorts of activities. Like one time me and Grace, like they were hosting a, um, like an, what is it called it's a terrarium building okay. in class just like in the center of the, all of it <laughs> and like they have these cool little events throughout the day most of the time like the music picks up around you know like two and it'll go to like six in the morning some sometimes there's like edm artists who have these sunrise sets which means they're just going all <laughs> wow. night um but yeah there's like morning yoga there's just so much to do there and it's it's just so fun to like just get away from everything else and just be able to have fun and be free. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, um, I so Bonnaroo it takes place like you said Manchester which is like yep. an hour from from here in Franklin and the way it, it usually was it usually fell on my birthday every year like oh, the yeah. beginning of June. Yeah. And so uh, every year when my birthday would come around I just always remembered my friends were out of town at at and so i was always curious about it but also uh if you've ever been to tennessee in june you know it's really yeah. hot <laughs> it's really hot and so part of me because you're you're camping out there mm-hmm.
1: like it you're
0: explain what the camp looks like like
1: um so there's a couple different ways you can camp. There's car camping, there's you can there's VIP camping where you can actually pay and they'll like set up a campsite oh, for wow. you. It's pretty cookie cutter and That, it, that it, sounds it, expensive. Too it is expensive. Yeah. Um but like they'll set up these like big tents for you and like you and your friend. I think they sleep like 4. Um and they have like cots and stuff and they I think they have like a grill that comes with it. That's cool. Um, You can also do RVs. So a lot of you know older people. They older people love Bonnaroo, Mm -hmm. and um, they'll show up and they're like loaded up RVs. And a lot of times they'll just sit on the roof and they can see into everything. And they'll they'll chuck drinks from the top of their (laughs) their their roof to people passing by. Um, But what I do is I do the uh, the car camping. So basically, what it is is. When you buy a a car camp pass, you're buying a 20 by 20 plot of land roughly um, where you where you park your car onto it. And then that gives you about 20 by uh, maybe 12 um, feet of space. And the way me and Grace always set up is we have our, our tent in one side of it. And then we just have kind of this open area where we can like sit, relax. Um, we bring a little grill to kind of cook food and all that stuff. And we've got a bunch of canopies over everything. So we're always kind of shaded from the sun. Uh, but surprisingly, it gets really cold at night. Hmm. Yeah. And that's one thing I didn't know the first time I was going. Oh, wow. And I just brought like a light blanket because I'm like, dude, I'm probably going to be sweating yeah. when I'm sleeping. No, I oh, wow. was, I was freezing all night. And then what sucks is <laughs> then the sun comes up at like seven and it's just blasting through your <laughs> tent. Um, so, you know, getting sleep is hard. One thing I, I learned to do is just take naps in between shows. Yeah. And sometimes if I'm waiting to like get into a pit, um, uh, there's like pit access at a lot of stages, but you just have to like wait in a line okay. and depending on the artist, um, Sometimes lines will start at the beginning of the day and the artist isn't going until like 10 p.m. So like people like Chance the Rapper was there. And so that line started as soon as they opened up what's called Roo where all the stages are. Um, but sometimes I'll jump in a line and I'll just take a nap. <laughs> and then when they get going, I'll, I'll get moving. Um, but surprisingly, it's never like, I've never experienced it being like, way too hot like mm. to, to the point where i'm overheating um but uh, a lot of time, what's nice is part of it is in kind of like an open field so you get a lot of good breezes okay. a lot of good gusts that keep you cool they call it the farm that's what yeah
0: is it it's like is it like a, a farm land like uh,
1: i think it actually is i think it operates as like a grazing pasture for cows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a big field. It's a it? big field, but what's cool is it's surrounded by woods. Oh, that is. Um, so they have like and they and they have like little sections of woods throughout this big field where they have like stuff going on. So there's one there's an art gallery and one of these little like pods of woods, um, where it's just like weird, abstract, like metal sculptures. Um, they have this place called where in the woods where it's like a little EDM forest and there's just lights and music wow. going all night. Um, but it's just like this weird little ecosystem yeah. of, you know, just things happening and, in, and in interesting people.
0: Yeah. I think, I think you hit on it. So again, I've never been to Bonnaroo. Um, maybe one day I'll, you and Grace can drag me out there, and, mm. but, um, I do, I did think, uh, you touched on just disconnecting Mm -hmm. Um, because I think like the music and the artists are obviously a draw, but you can go to people can go to concerts and I don't hear them. uh, Even it's the best show that they've ever seen. They don't, it's not the same as the stories I hear about Bonnaroo. And I definitely think the whole disconnecting thing is probably a big part of it because Mm -hmm. obviously it's really hard to disconnect yeah, in the world definitely. that we live in today, and um, I don't know if you saw, but like Facebook is is changing their name or whatever. Have you seen that? Yeah. Uh, what is it now? They're they're. I think it's called Meta. Yeah, M E T A Meta, and uh, I've not. I haven't um, dove deep into it, but they, I saw this ad talking about like how Meta it's it's going to. Like, the way they're advertising it is... I think it's going to be different than Facebook. Like, mm. it's a whole new social media platform, basically, where the, the they themselves were calling it, like, an an immersive experience. And, um, you know, I, I don't know what it's going to be. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe a year from now, we'll talk about how Meta changed everything. Yeah. But, like, I don't know if we need
1: an immersive yeah. social media <laughs> is platform. Is that... Um, is that the same thing as metaverse yeah the, is metaverse. the same thing okay that's Do you know anything about this? i've like seen like clips of or, or people talking about it and <clears throat> sorry and um one guy was like showing his avatar that he created for the metaverse yeah and was talking about how, like all the articles of clothing that he had and like how he was designing he was like this blue dude mm. uh, with a chainsaw and at first, like that was my first exposure to it, and I was like I, I thought it was like a video game because it looked like something out of have you seen Ready Player One? Yeah. Yeah, it it was like a lot like that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And he had like his VR headset on. And then I started hearing more about it. And I was like, is this gonna be like a thing? Yeah. Is this gonna be like this virtual space that people go to and interact alike mm-hmm. in Ready Player One? And I was I was kinda weirded out by it.
0: Yeah, I follow this guy on Twitter who he does a lot of commentary on just like the way that um, media and technology are integrating themselves into our lives today. And he he posted this thread about the metaverse. And basically, he was just saying, like, he feels like we're entering an era where um, it's almost like what's happening in our digital lives is more important than what's happening in the real world in reality and like he was talking about how like uh like the new flexes people Mm -hmm. are gonna have is are gonna be like what kind of what's their avatar look like Like, because they're gonna be i know they're gonna sell stuff yeah like nfts and stuff yeah and and he was he actually talked about ready ready player one and i'm glad you brought that up um it's a just a movie if you haven't seen it about like It takes place in the future and basically like everyone in the world is a part of this massive like digital universe Mm -hmm. where you can be whoever you want. You can look like whatever you want and um, have just have a life that you could never have here Mm. in base reality. And he was basically saying like he feels like that's where uh, this whole meta thing is heading.
1: I mean it definitely looks like that like because when i saw this this guy who was talking about how he just finished his avatar and he was like walking around his virtual room it looked like a clip from the movie um and i don't know how real it was i don't know how it like advanced they are or advanced how far along they are with the metaverse and if what he was showing us was actually like something that he actually put together on the metaverse but yeah it it seems like it was just like that movie and just like where things are heading or where they were heading in that movie
0: yeah it, it concerns me just in my own, oh, yeah. own life um like how much time i can spend on social media mm-hmm. and um like i find myself having to be like super aware even someone who's i wouldn't call myself like uh a social media guru or whatever but i have to be aware of how much of my own energy i'm putting into it and mm. like remembering that you know it isn't real at yeah. least not yet yeah and um but one thing i do like you were saying it, you don't know how big this metaverse thing is going to be one thing i have learned about technology uh in my 25 years is that it gets better yeah and so wherever it is now we have no idea where it's going to be oh
1: i know five
0: ten twenty years from now even
1: 20 years it could be like just this thing that it's just everybody's accustomed to like facebook is yeah everybody has a facebook account everybody like even whether or not you use it often everybody has one um And I feel like the more people invest into it and the more people like, you know, influencers and celebrities, the more they're participating in it, the more draw is going to be there for, you know, people who are like 10 years old. Like, oh, I just finished my avatar. Let me go run around the metaverse
0: for hours. Yeah. And this guy that uh, I was talking about on Twitter, he was just kind of he wasn't saying anything I didn't know, but he was just highlighting how... uh, like slowly over the years, like different aspects of our life have just become digital. And mm-hmm. the most recent, and this is, uh, the most recent has been work. Like people just oh, work yeah. online and work from home. And he was basically saying like over the last 20, ish 25 years, like slowly, but surely, uh, different, Parts of our life are becoming more isolated. Yeah, and you feel like you're connected because you see it on a screen, um, and maybe it is the same. But I have an inkling to think that just psychologically, you're not getting the same like your social needs filled. Definitely not. Um, but it se- seems like Bonnaroo is a place where. Oh yeah. <laughs> so all that to bring back yeah. to Bonnaroo is uh, yeah. I-, I can totally see how. Um, no cell service you're just um, you're living outdoor you're camping Mm -hmm.
1: it's yeah and it's usually like you're in a space where I usually just go with grace I did go like with a group of friends my first year but the two years after it was just me and grace so it was like there's no ties to anybody so if I can act exactly how I want to act Um, Not like I'm gonna be a hooligan or anything, but I I know what you mean. I can be completely myself and not worry about you know it following me back home or like there being any lasting consequences. Again, I'm not. (laughs) It seems
0: like like uh, Bonnaroo is just a place with like no judgment.
1: It it really is, and like I feel like the weirder you are, the more people support you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah,
0: that's awesome, man. Well. Um, I didn't Bonnaroo get canceled this year. Yeah, something?
1: it got canceled two years in a row. First was due to COVID, and they did their best to try to like reschedule it from. It is typically in June, um, but June 2020, they tried to reschedule it for September 2020, and that didn't end up happening because things kind of got worse. And then this year they were gonna actually have it, but um, there was a hur- it, They were gonna have it in September, but uh, there was a hurricane that hit. And it just flooded everything. So they couldn't set up stages. They couldn't get anything going. So, like, literally, like two days before it was supposed to happen, they canceled.
0: Wow. Yeah. So I remember that happening, but I'm hoping for you and Grace next year. Me too, man. Yeah. Me too. Well, uh, I'll go ahead and move on to your second question. And, um, We've already talked about her a little bit, but you're, you've been dating your girlfriend Grace for how long now? For almost four and a half years. Four and a half years. So I've known Grace for a a, a while now. And, um, obviously I've known you basically my whole life. (laughs) And, um, I know that your guys' relationship has for the most part been long distance. Yeah. Um, which, uh, I admire that you guys have been (laughs) able to make it work and, um, you know, I see that you guys are intentional about um making time for each other. Mm-hmm. But my question for you is um how has I, I guess it's really just like how how have you made long distance dating work? And like what have the challenges been? Um and maybe I think there's also some pros to it, but yeah if you can talk about that.
1: Yeah. So me and Grace started dating the summer of 2017, right before we were going into college. And I really didn't want to date, or I didn't want a girlfriend, period. So I didn't want to date her, (laughs) but I just couldn't help myself. (laughs) Um, So we started dating around August. So literally like right before we went off to school, we started dating. Um, And yeah, it definitely was hard just because, like obviously if you love somebody you want to be with them all the time and you want to spend time with them um but we we made it work just by you know going and seeing each other at least once a month um i think there's around a six six hour drive between us so it's not like something you can do every weekend and obviously you got to be back in school for class but we'd go see each other at least once a month sometimes even more um maybe like three times every you know four months or no three times every two months sorry um but the challenges are definitely like the distance not being there not knowing how each other are feeling all the time because there's only so much you can put in text or put in like a snap so we facetimed often at least four times a week um just to catch up and it's not like a ton was happening in either of our lives at any given moment. So it's not like we were, there was something we always had to fill each other in on or anything like that. But it was, it was always super relaxed. Um, we'd just call each other up, just kind of chat, um, you know, plan things. And whenever we would see each other, we would try to make a big deal about it. We'd try to like go do something big. Like, um, she went to school in Georgia Southern, which is, obviously in South Georgia, <laughs> um, in Statesboro, Georgia, but it's around 45 minutes away from Savannah, Georgia, which is, you know, a really fun town. It's like a historic town, but, you know, they have, you know, all these kind of events going on all the time. Um, she's also close to like Tybee Island, which is like a beach. And um, what's the other one, Hilton Head, which is dog friendly. So once she, uh-huh. she got Rhea, which is her dog, she's a little blue nose pit bull. <laughs> Um, we'd take her out to the beach or whenever she'd come up and see me, we'd go to chat a lot. Um, always try to make sure there was something happening when, uh, she was coming up just so we're not just, you know, hanging out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, whenever we would spend time together, we would try to make like something out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really, go ahead.
0: And are you guys still long distance now or? No,
1: not necessarily. We, so we actually went to the, the same high school even though, and I knew of her and that's kind of how we met at Bonnaroo is because my friend group was there and her friend group was there. But obviously, since we're all from the same school, we kind of mingled and we, we met up sometimes and that's kind of how me and her met. Um, but because she was from the same high school, obviously we, we live kind of close together. Um, she has moved a little bit farther away, but not that far. So we're about 25 minutes apart
0: that's a lot closer than yeah a lot closer than six hours Uh how has has it been an adjustment like going to from like being six hours away where you know i may see her once a month Mm -hmm. or whatever and now i'm sure you see her up more
1: yeah um so one thing that does kind of suck is because we're we're both starting our jobs we're both starting our careers and we're working a lot in our our schedules are both very busy and 25 minutes is enough to be kind of far uh-huh. where it's like if I want to see you, I have to spend almost an hour in the car um, or if the same for her. But one thing we've done to kind of, you know, make sure we get time together is we we have Wednesday night date night. So every Wednesday night we go out to eat, we go try to do something fun, um, whether that's just like go back to one of our houses after eating and just hang out or go to like try to go to a movie or something like that um we try to hang out a lot on the weekends weekends is predominantly when we're together but you know during the week when we're both working it's it's kind of hard to link up um just because i i work a lot and i work late so it's yeah it gets a little difficult trying to balance that yeah I, i was i forget who i
0: was talking to with this about but um i was thinking so you and i both got lucky that we were already in relationships after graduating from school yeah and but I was just thinking about how hard it would be if I was single after graduating and I'm working like I don't know how people yeah. meet someone
1: I don't either and I think that's where it's something like cuz I feel like when you're in school it's a lot easier to meet right somebody that you might end up dating and could end up in a long-term relationship even getting married just because you're surrounded by so many people, you're interacting with so many yeah. people. And like, you know, you go to class with this person or your friend's in this class with this person and she invites her over or she invites him over or whatever. So like you're you're getting to bounce off a bunch of different personalities when you're in school.
0: And they're all in like the same season of life, yeah, life too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but like, and that's one thing I noticed because I have friends who aren't in a relationship yeah. and it's like how do you plan on meeting somebody yeah. cuz it's like are you just cuz we go to work like i've got friends at work and it's like who are you going to meet here yeah. we we're, we have the same people here every day and you know dating in the office i don't think is ever a good idea because <laughs> if if you break up that's just awkward <laughs> yeah. um and then it's like we'll we'll go out to like my office in, is in Smyrna Georgia i'm like 2 minutes away from the Battery and Truist Park So like, we'll go out after, after work and, you know, kind of hang out at the battery. And I'm like, who do you meet here? (laughs)
0: Uh, Even as risky as dating in the office can be for a lot of people, that's not even an option anymore Uh, because every, a lot of people like myself are just working from home. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think it was my dad that I was talking with and like, if I were single now and I wanted to meet somebody, like, the only thing I could think of would maybe be church. Like, because mm. I don't, um, I, like, just in my day to day life, like, I'm not around many people, mm-hmm. especially just like single women. I'm just not <laughs> yeah. around. Them. Yeah. So I don't know how people do it. So, I would, this is a salute to anyone who is single and trying to date in today's world. Like, yeah. props to you. I, I know, like, the online, I'm again going back to everything being online, I feel like online dating is probably becoming one of the better options yeah. now.
1: Especially, like, I feel like it's kind of nerve wracking um, trying to just make something happen on the fly with somebody you meet at, like, you know, A bar or the battery or you know just at a social event it's like how do you get that to move forward I, i guess if you're at like a party with your friends which that doesn't happen that often when you're an adult like at somebody's house um where you like get introduced to you know a mutual friend or something or through a mutual friend um like how do you know the person you're talking to isn't a psychopath? Right. Like, I feel like there's a lot of red flags that you could just miss when you're just out mingling at some random place.
0: Well, a a few weeks ago, um, we were celebrating your sister-in-law's birthday, actually. Mm -hmm. And it was my first time, like, kind of, quote-unquote, going out in a while. And we were in downtown Nashville at this, like, it's kind of like a Dave and Buster's kind of thing, but a little more trendy i guess and, <laughs> um and i could i saw like there was people uh, there were single people like mingling or whatever and i was just thinking to myself like i would not want to come yeah. to a place like this and try and meet a girl try to meet
1: somebody but yeah that would be hard
0: well um hopefully one day i'll get grace sitting in a oh, seat yeah um i really i haven't uh, since you guys are long distance i haven't gotten to spend. A lot of time with her, but the time that I do, I I, I can see why you like her so much. Mm. And um, but yeah, I am um, excited to see where your guys' relationship goes. And um, I'm glad you're not
1: six hours apart. Today. Yeah, <laughs> me too, man. Um, it's been nice.
0: Well, I guess that'll uh, finish our first two questions. And um, you listen so you know what your next question is. Oh, yeah. And so. Maybe you've had a little time to prepare, maybe not, but um this is what this podcast is about. So your third question, Dylan, is what's going on at home?
1: Yeah, so I did know this question was coming and I I tried to think of like how I would answer it. And it really I just don't have a lot going (laughs) on. Um so I just started working. Um I'm a health insurance advisor. So if anybody needs help with their insurance, hit me up. There you go. (laughs) Um but it's just been a grind because it's I'm essentially my own boss. I'm I'm a contracted agent, so think of like a realtor when it comes to like, yes, you might work with you know Keller Williams or Coldwell Banker or something like that. But it's really your job to bring in business and figure out how you're gonna, you know, build your portfolio. Um, so I've just been grinding, um, just really trying to figure it out, make it work. And it's been awesome. It's been a great experience, but it's just been a huge, um, time and energy investment. So like when I started, I was working like 12 hour days, six days a week. Um, just really trying to get my feet on the ground and get, you know, the ball rolling as fast as possible. And even now that it is, you know, rolling and I've got things going the way I want it to, um, I'm still investing a ton of time yeah. just cause like, just cause you get it rolling doesn't mean you can stop pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm working a lot. Uh, I'm still living at my, my mom's cause I, I graduated, um, moved back home, got my job and I'm just kind of, um, you know, camping out there, making that cheddar and, <laughs> and saving up <clears throat> so that I can move out. Um, Grace and I are looking to move in together sometime in January. Um, which I'm excited for. We've just been looking at a whole lot of different spots, yeah. looking at some townhouses, looking at some apartments. Ideally, I want like not seeing your setup. I'm like, geez, if I could if I could pin something down like this, <laughs> that'd be nice. Um, but yeah, so at home is busy, but I'm doing the same thing. Um, do get to spend a lot more time with Grace, which is great. Um, get to spend some time with my family. Get to you know, just just relax when I can. Um, play video games a yeah. lot, uh, but yeah, that's well. So. Do you
0: enjoy this season of <laughs> <your> life, <laughs> no. I think because when you say you don't have a lot going on, that's a good thing, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Uh, uh, I think that there's different, um, just seasons of our lives where sometimes you're sometimes you're really busy and you've got a lot going on and I think our society just uh for whatever reason kind of praises those seasons Mm -hmm. like oh you're you're building something or you're planning a wedding or you're having a kid or whatever and um but we don't necessarily uh, put as much value on those seasons of our lives where you know we're just showing up to work every day and working and coming home and spending time with people that uh, are important to us. Mm -hmm. And I will say this saving money at your parents' house. No shame in that. bro. No, dude, it's, I'm loving it. I, I, uh, I think back about, so I was like you, I moved back to my parents' house after I graduated and I lived there for like eight months before I moved to my own apartment. Mm -hmm. And this, this was a little over a year ago now that I did that. And, Um, I definitely grew from just living on my own, but Mm. my bank account shrank as well. So (laughs) as long as you can do it, man, I I would encourage people to save, save money and, and do that. But, um, yeah, just going back to, uh, the season that you're in right now, I think that we can often like. Uh, we feel pressured to, like, we need to be doing something bigger. We need to be doing something more mm-hmm. exciting. But um, those seasons of your life, I think, are just as important as the ones that we put a bunch of emphasis on.
1: Yeah. That's one thing that I've really loved about being with Grace is because, you know, in the last year, uh, a little over a year, three of my cousins got married. Mm-hmm. And you know, normally I might feel the pressure of like, okay, I mean, Grace have been dating for like four years now. I think it might be time to get doing that and getting to start all that. And she like asked me, she was like, do you feel pressure to get married? And I'm like, I mean, it makes sense to don't you think? And she's like, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. But like, just because everybody else is getting married doesn't mean we have to do it right now. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um just cuz it kind of it took some pressure off. It took like because obviously I, like I do want to get married to Grace. Uh-huh. That is the that is the goal. And that's been the goal for the past probably 3 years now. Yeah. Um you know, and just cuz you know we have been long distance, we have been, you know, college bums with no money. Yeah. Um a wedding wasn't really an option for us until till maybe like coming up stay tuned yeah. But coming up, you know, things uh, are going to open up for us yeah. and, you know, the progression will will be there. But it, it was really nice to kind of come out of a, a season of being in college and going through all that and then transferring into a brand new season of, you know, trying to be an adult, finding a job, working and making, you know, good money mm-hmm. um, just to kind of support a, what a lifestyle together would be like. And knowing that she wasn't expecting, um, me to like you know get down on the knee in the Mm -hmm. next in the next month or something like that, um, has been a huge relief. um, Just because I did put that pressure on myself for a while, I was like, okay, maybe I do need to you know get the ball rolling. Maybe I do need to like get this thing worked out. Do I need to go buy a ring this weekend? Do Mm -hmm. I need to? start figuring out how i'm going to propose do i need to do all these things and they're all things that i'm actively working on but i'm i'm working on them at my own pace yeah i'm not feeling like there's a deadline for it um but yeah it's been super nice to kind of be able to get a chance to breathe in this new season of life that we're both in
0: yeah going back to the uh social media conversation like if you're our age and you're on Facebook or Instagram, you're getting married. <laughs> dude, I, like I scroll and it does, it feels like every other post is about someone got engaged or someone's getting married or someone's yeah. on a bachelorette trip or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I can t- like, I experienced it myself. Like there is this weird pressure um, that you can feel if mm-hmm. you don't keep it in check to like, man, I need to move forward. I need to yeah. do
1: this. Yeah, definitely. Especially with how long we have been dating. It's like, oh, four years. Yeah. It's about time, right? <laughs> um, but it it has been nice to know that um, while she... I, I think we're in the same boat. Where We're both like, let's get married. But it's not like it has to be now. Yeah. So we've just been able to enjoy our relationship um, and just be together without really worrying about trying to make that next step to be on pace with everybody else right.
0: um i don't know if this is a if this is a real thing but sometimes i feel like if you grow up in like a christian community like there's such a huge emphasis put on marriage hmm. and um because marriage and marriage is a great thing I, I'll, I'll attest to it. i love being married <laughs> but I do feel like sometimes people put such a huge thing on like your whole life purpose purpose is getting married that we forget that you know there's other things in our life that um, that are worth like putting your energy towards and um, you know making yourself better before you get married is something that I think we don't emphasize enough, at least in the Mm -hmm. Christian community, but maybe just in in general, like, um, I I would say probably it is more a Christian thing because I actually have friends, you know, Rachel and Sebastian who they lived in, they lived in New York city. Um, Mm -hmm. and obviously it's a much more secular, there's, it's a less religious area yeah they had no friends their age that were married and people would say, why are you getting married so young? (laughs) Like, uh, this is just what they've told me. But like most people up there, like if you get married before you're 30, it's like, wow, you're really young. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, going back, I just think that sometimes we forget that, you know, everyone's life, uh, unfolds in in a different order sometimes Mm -hmm. and at a different pace. And, you know, I'm glad that you, that Grace, you and Grace had that conversation where you don't feel that pressure. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, even me and Alexis, like, so we got married in August. And people have already started saying, so when are you guys having kids? Yeah. And and I get where they're coming from. Like, uh, I know they don't mean any offense by it. But <laughs> it's sometimes it's like, why are we in such a rush to, like, just... Yeah move on to the next chapter why can't we just sit here and 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 enjoy and be present
1: yeah yeah no i definitely think just not obviously looking forward to the future is great um looking forward to what you can build together is great but if you get lost in that then you just kind of miss the steps you miss what makes it great yeah you miss you know the day-to-day stuff um and yeah, no, I'm super, super excited at the pace that me and Grace are moving. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, 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 but, go oh, on. go ahead. Go ahead. Um, never mind. Okay. I, I don't want to ask. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. You don't want to ask?
1: <laughs> um have you guys talked about having kids or like me and talked Alexis? about when you would want to have kids? You don't have to tell me. You yeah, wanna... no, we definitely have. Yeah. I talked. feel like that's a natural conversation.
0: Yeah. We, well, Alexis and I, I mean, even before we got married, we had the conversation like, yeah. do you want to have kids? Like, that's one thing that, uh, I feel like at least for, especially for men, like someone like me that I want to be a dad one day. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't just assume that, yeah. uh, the woman you're with wants to have kids. Um, but we had that conversation and, um, yeah, we've talked about kids. The only thing I can say is that we're not right now where they're not in the plans. There we I, go. Think, I think that like, um, it's one of those things we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Um, I think that's how it should be. But yeah, that's where it is. Um, we have a few minutes left. Okay. And so I'll kind of, pivot to a different place um and this is something this is something alexis and i have been discussing now for the past few months and uh it's a little more fun but um grace has rescued a dog yeah um and i want to ask you like what are your thoughts on uh rescuing dogs versus buying from a breeder and like uh on top of that what is your dream dog to have?
1: First of all, adopt, don't shop, baby. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, teach their own, but there's just a ton of dogs in shelters, and you could probably find what you're looking for in a shelter. Um, granted, they could be damaged goods. You know, wherever they came from, probably left a mark. Yeah. Um, luckily, when it came to Ria, Rhea, Rhea is she is considered a bully breed but she's a big baby. Uh Um, We kind of hit the jackpot when it came to Rhea just because her temperament is super relaxed. She's super loving, loves attention. Um, That's probably her weakness is she loves attention. And if there's another animal in the room that has to, who's sharing the attention, she gets a little little upset. Um, But, you know, personality-wise, she's great. And I think you can find that in a lot of shelters. Um, or like you can imprint that onto a dog and just like being a dog's behavior will, will reflect the owner. Yeah. So I think that's huge. And obviously if they came from a bad home and they you know, in their later years, like five, six years, it could be really hard to kind of unbrainwash them yeah. from what they've known all their life is, you know, a concrete cell. Um, but I mean, if you can get if you can get with a dog and you can just love it like really hard, yeah. um, I think any dog can turn into a great dog. I agree. Um, so I mean, I think I think you know purebreds are great, but I think you can find some some uncut gems, baby, in the shelter. We've been shopping or just looking
0: for dogs, and when I just see all the different breeds that you can that are options or like. Um, the rescue dogs that are usually just mutts or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me what humans have done to dogs. Because oh, I, I just think about where they come from. Like the wolf. The wolf. And now, so like from a wolf, we've gotten like French bulldogs and chihuahuas. Mm-hmm. and But we've also gotten pit bulls. And it's just weird to me like what dogs used to be and what they are now. Yeah, and how they've just
1: transformed over breeding essentially um going back to your question on what my dream dog is i really like uh Br- british staffordshire terriers so re is an american staffordshire terrier which is a pit bull uh-huh. uh, grace will give you the rundown of the entire pit bull family because there's like a ton of dogs that are categorized as a pit bull um But Rhea's an American Staffordshire Terrier. She's about 60 to 70 pounds. Um, And British Staffordshire Terriers, Jesus, mouthful. (laughs) Staffordshire Terriers are, they're essentially the same thing, but they're like medium size. They're like 40, 40 pounds. So, you know, they have a lot of energy, which you have to kind of deal with. But they I like their size a lot. I like their size. I like that they're big enough to, you know, play fetch and go on hikes and do all that great stuff that you can do with a big dog, but they're small enough to where like you can manage them. Yeah. You know? Well, dogs are amazing
0: animals. They dude. really are. I don't I mean, there's a reason they call them man's best friend and um what I whether it's just a gift from God or uh pure just genetic selection <laughs> yeah. that humans have put them through or probably a mixture of both. Uh, dogs are amazing so yeah alexis and i definitely want a dog and um i'll probably hit you up and call yeah. you
1: to so call grace grace will give you the rundown on anything you want to know i need to have
0: alexis talk to grace because like i said alexis alexis wants like she likes expensive yes. dogs. Uh, but likes i know grace has had such a great experience with Rhea mm-hmm. and i love ria too so i need to t- i get them to connect and maybe grace can yeah. tell her why adopting is such a good yeah.
1: idea honestly just bring Alexis to a shelter and she'll find something yeah. she loves and then she won't be able to leave without it.
0: Yeah. But That's probably what I'll probably have to do that and see how it works out. Just, but. Well, D man, um, our time is coming to an end. I have enjoyed getting to talk with you and, um, I want to say thank you for, uh, the, just encouraging me with the podcast as well. it oh, yeah. means a lot. Uh, someone asked me this, um, recently and uh i'll ju- like basically i never planned on this becoming like a a thing that i was doing like mm-hmm. i told my dad and his brothers uh you guys should do a podcast and i was just suggesting it yeah. to them. like that would be a great idea for you guys and they t- turned around to me and said okay you should host it <laughs> and i was i had no idea i still don't really know what i'm doing but um
1: you're doing a great job. Well,
0: just having someone like you who I really admire and um I appreciate your opinion and I value your your input. Just having someone like you to encourage me has has meant more than you probably know. So
1: Hey man, I've got an eye for quality <laughs> <and> this podcast <laughs> oh, is man. it.
0: Well, I love you, bro. Thank love you too for your man. time. Uh, we'll do this again sometime.
1: Yeah, I know. I'd love to come back for a take two.
0: And I'm excited to see your
1: costume tonight. Oh <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be a cowboy. <laughs>
0: Uh, For those who are listening, uh, really appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back
1: with more episodes soon. Have a great day.